0: I'm Kale Davis. I'm Emmanuel Sai. And you're
1: listening to Confidentially Sports. All right. Today, we're going to be talking about the MVP race. Did Neymar's prime ever end? Um, how the Lakers will be playing when they're healthy? The NFL draft. Jimmy Butler calling out the Heat organization. Will Lamar Jackson ever win another MVP? will will ronaldo ever win another player of the year um deshaun watson and his legal troubles Dwayne wade uh, becoming a partial owner of the utah jazz and the nba playing tournaments but first we're going to give our special shout outs caleb you can go first
0: i want to give my shout out to kareem dujabal he turned 74 yesterday Happy belated birthday to you, Kareem, and obviously you are one of the greatest NBA players of all
1: time, and I hope you had a good day. And my shout out goes to Neymar Jr. because of course if you watch soccer you know he kind of saved player St. Germain a couple days ago and won the man of the match for that game. So my shout out goes to him. And now we can get started. Caleb, you can start us off. So, obviously, we have a bunch of great
0: players in the NBA, but we have players hurt. For example, Ron James, Anthony Davis. Joel Embiid. he's not 100% healthy, but he is back on the court, and he has been sensational this year. Right now, if I had an MVP, I would give it to Joel Embiid, and let me tell you why. The man has been unstoppable this year. Last night, he had a great game against the Clippers. And he has slowly developed into becoming one of the unguardable players in this league. And it's just incredible what he's doing. Because now that Doc Rivers is there instead of Brett Brown, you have a coach that can really turn his game around. And I'm just impressed with what I've seen. From Joel Embiid. Now hopefully that can carry into the playoffs because you know, they're in the East and they cannot choke Well, we will be saying a lot from Doc Rivers. And I'm an Eagles fan, but that does not mean I'm a Sixers fan. But they the Sixers they need to represent the royalty. They
1: they they need to. And, um, speaking of the MVP race, um, because a lot of players have hurt, are hurt, because, like Caleb mentioned, um, if I had to vote for an MVP, it would be Damian Lillard, because Damian Lillard is just playing sensational, he, this guy will literally walk five feet up the court and shoot it right in your face, and make it, so, I mean, He has my MVP vote. He probably won't win it, but I would have to give it to him because he's just the most clutch player in the league at this moment right now. And he is a box office player at this point. Caleb, you look like you didn't like what I said about uh, uh, Damian Willard being Uh, MVP. See, I love Damian
0: Willard. I love him. And I feel like, yeah, he should be rec- he should be recognized. But I'll tell you someone else who should be recognized. Donovan Mitchell. And yeah, we will talk about him later in the show. But the Jazz are the best team in the NBA, right? They have the best record. They have the most wins and the people swap. Donovan Mitchell should be included. He's been sensational this year. Um, from what he did in the bubble last year has now carried over into the regular season. And I, I don't see why you shouldn't include him. Like, he must be included. And if Jazz fall apart in the playoffs, which I likely don't really see happening, um, I don't really, depending on seeding, it depends on what happens. But I'm excited for these playoffs. And Donovan Mitchell, what he's been doing, Somebody say something about it. And I'm the first to say it. He should be included in the MVP conversation. And yep. we'll see what goes on from here.
1: Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I agree. Uh, I, But I cannot say I think he's top five in the MVP race. I could say he's top ten easily, but I don't know if I could say top five. But, yeah, he's definitely up there. He should he get should. Like a back new- in Yeah. He should be recognized. Next up we have, did Neymar's prime ever end? Now, if you know soccer, and if basically you've heard of Neymar, even if you don't know soccer, you've heard of Neymar. And a lot of people would say that his prime ended after he end, after he left Barcelona, and that he should have stayed if he wanted more rings and all of that, right? But when we look at what what numbers he was averaging there in twenty four from 2014 to 2017, his numbers are looking very similar to what happened then and to what happened now and to what's happening now, you know what I'm saying? So in La Liga, he scored 22 goals... For Barcelona. Around this time. And so if we go over. To the regular season. For league one. He scored 19 goals. Right. But he played less matches. That should be mentioned. Now I think his prime. Didn't end yet. But. Because he's such a young player, it can happen at any time. He's borderline 30s. He is now 29. And so anything can necessarily happen. What about you, Kill? What do you think?
0: Well, I'm not really a soccer player. And um, I don't think his prime is i don't think he's out of his prime i still think he's got some left he's only 29 years old so he can't really be aging and um i hope i wish him the best of luck i hope he
1: does well all right so back to what you were saying caleb huh oh yeah i said that um
0: I don't think that he is out of his five. I still think he has a lot in him. He's 29 years old, so he's not aging. And um, I wish him the best
1: of luck that he can be successful. Okay. Um, Next topic is how will the Lakers play when they're healthy? You can start us off, guys. Well,
0: obviously, the Lakers are defending NBA champions, which means that when they get LeBron James and Anthony Davis back, that they will return to full dominance. If both of them can stay healthy when, when the regular season ends and we're heading into the playoffs. The one thing that the Lakers do want to avoid is playing games because, obviously, it can, it's just like March Madness. Anything can happen, but this time it's in May. So we're just gonna have to wait and see. But if I'm the Lakers, I'd say I'm comfortable with that. Um, at the four seed to the highest, four seed or five seed to be honest. If they play Denver in the first round, I like the Lakers winning that series. No Jamal Murray. Even though I don't think Denver's title chances are—they're not not fully knocked out yet, in my opinion. They still got talent, but. Jamal Murray, the most important player in the playoffs is out and that it hurts because watching him get hurt kind of hurt me because Jamal Murray is one of my favorite players. But anyway, um, those two get back, LeBron, Nathan Davis, but the Lakers will be um, coming out of the West and I do
1: think they will Win the title now
0: over Katie, Kyrie, Harden, and the
1: Now I agree with you to a certain extent because now LeBron and I saw something like this. LeBron he builds teams that can win, right? LeBron builds teams that can win but KD builds teams that cannot lose. There's a complete difference between between a, between a team that between a player that builds a team that can win and a player that builds a team that cannot lose and that that's what that finals matchup would look like. And so, I do think that if they got to the finals, which I do see the Lakers coming out of the West, and I do see the Nets coming out of the East, and that's probably everybody's favorite finals matchup. Um, I do think it would be a seven-game series to the point where it would be a close game in Game 7, and I do think this would end up like the Cavaliers-Warriors. Thing that they had going on you know it's just gonna be their finals back to back until maybe lebron retires or ad leaves you know what i'm saying so anything can happen but i do think if the lake if Le, the lakers have the goat james and ad back then they are they can say that the title is theirs Next up, we have the NBA, the NFL Draft. All right, so, a lot of people have Trevor Lawrence coming out of Clemson to be the number one overall pick. I have him up there. Um, I'm pretty sure Caleb has him up there. Yeah, so... Now, the real debate is where just a lot of people are debating where will Justin Fields land? Where is he going to land? Is he going to land 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th? I have him landing 8th either to the Lions or then the 49ers. Um, I think... Caleb, I don't know where Caleb has him going, but that's where I have him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Justin Fields, if you watched his pro day, even if you like saw little clips of it, you would have saw that that man went crazy. And the real thing, because he really does not have any weaknesses, except for him not being durable. And so NFL play NFL coaches... When they are there at the draft making calls and offensive coordinators, they're over there making calls. They're going to be sitting there looking at players who are great, right? And they're also going to be looking for players that are durable and that they can build their franchise on. And the Lions are a franchise that needs a durable quarterback that they can build a franchise around and if justin fields cannot stay durable then he might fall past 15th if if he, if nfl coaches think that he's not durable enough i think he can fall past 15th maybe even fall past 20th if if he doesn't like get in the weight room start lifting more work on his flexibility Because, as of now, if I was an NFL coach, and I'm trying to look for a quarterback to build my team around, and I had to choose between Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence, I'm going Trevor Lawrence. Now, if we were playing in the world of Madden, where there are no injuries, where you can turn off injuries, of course, I would pick Justin Fields, but this is the real world, this is the NFL, they have injuries, and I'd go Trevor Lawrence. That's an easy decision for me.
0: All right, so my turn on this. I actually made the mock draft, first two rounds, actually. And I have Justin Fields going third overall to the Niners because I just don't really see Matt Jones falling to – or getting drafted third overall. Athleticism is the thing. Now, he has an arm. He can throw but athleticism, being mobile in the pocket, like he kinda reminds you of Tom Brady. Obviously. Yeah, to the point where he's but not Tom durable. Brady,
1: he's not athletic. Yeah, if and I feel like yeah. that's what a lot of coaches want now. They want a durable guy who who's athletic and who can who's a two way basically. Like in 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 the NBA when coaches are now looking for players that can get inside the paint and also shoot the ball. Like a two-way. They're looking for a two-way. And Matt Jones just isn't that. He, An NFL team would already have to have a impeccable, just perfect O-line if they wanted to draft him at the end of the day. And I cannot see him going there. I could see him being a backup for maybe the Ravens or the Chiefs or something like that. Because they have great O-lines. But if if I'm going to draft Matt Jones, then I'm going to have an impeccable O-line. Because I just don't trust him to get out of the pocket. And I don't trust... I, I don't even think he's that great of a play caller for that matter. I feel like he would need a coach that can just simplify plays for him. Yeah. He would probably need to well, run screen passes all the time. that's why they had to be sarcastic. Yeah. They, he's, he, I would and say, RPOC is... And
0: he was great at that.
1: I would say he's almost every NFL head coach now. I feel like he's every, he's their nightmare. He's every NFL coach's nightmare of a player. Because he also has a huge ego. So...
0: So, I have Matt Jones falling to 15th, to the Patriots. And this is big because Cam Newton, he's most likely starting next year. And uh, this upcoming year. And he's probably not staying there after this year. So, they want to build for the future. All right, you have to sit him. And you can draft Matt Jones. And... It's kind of a rivalry, don't you think? Because it's kind of funny. Stidham went to Auburn. Matt Jones just graduated from Alabama. Cam Newton won the championship at Auburn. So you have the two Auburn guys and a potential Alabama quarterback. So that's going to be fun to watch. But the real question is, I think Matt Jones can succeed in the NFL. He's accurate. He uh completion percentage is spot on. He um he obviously had great receivers around him. And Najee Harris, I mean that man, that that this brother Najee, he can play and he's just amazing. So one of the interesting things I have for the Giants at number eleven, I have Quinny Pay from Michigan. Now, if you know me, yeah, I don't really like their fans. They're just annoying. They're like Stephen A, Cowboy fans. Um, and I can I don't like Cowboy fans either. But Quinny Pay is amazing. Quinny Pay can get to the quarterback. He's gonna outwork you any day of the week. Um he I think he has potential going Ole weapons. A lot of people don't see that, but I do. And then another one of the steals in the draft that I have is in the late in the first round. One of the steals I have is for the Saints, Elijah Moore. Now, Elijah Moore was second in captures and receiving yards last year went behind Devontae Smith. But Elijah Moore could flat-out play. Elijah Moore was a burner. He was always running double moves on corners. And to be honest, if you are, if you are, a team from the SEC last year, Alabama, for that matter, because if you remember, uh, that Ole Miss offense last year put up 48 points on Alabama's um, good defense. Now, Elijah Moore did not have a touchdown in that game, but he still played well. And obviously, when I first heard of Elijah Moore, it was the – Touchdown! He had at Starkville, and then he did the um, explicit celebration, which caused a 15-yard penalty and caused the a kicker a Ole Miss to miss the extra point. So he obviously cost him that game, but uh, he's matured now. I'm, he's his maturity is stepped up, and Indiana. Yeah, um, he is electric. Um, to be honest, dark horse and distract.
1: Steal and distract. Okay, so uh right now we're just we're gonna take a commercial break and we'll be right back. One and shout out to Anchor for letting us use their platform to put our podcast there. Um so now next up we have Jimmy Butler calling out the Heat organization, saying that they need to play tougher and rougher and they need to play bully ball. Caleb, you can start us off. Well,
0: Jimmy Butler, you see, um, last year, he led the Heat all the way to the NBA Finals. And he imposed his will. Game three, obviously, against LeBron, he had a 40 point triple double and literally outworked, out hustled, outdid everything over LeBron. And and I don't think it was a fluke at all. Like I have the heat as a dangerous team again to watch. They have um players around Jimmy. Um and I said this last week and I don't mind saying it again. If they improve on defense, because I feel like that's their number one concern, and that's their number one priority, is defense, the Miami way, as Jimmy Butler says. If they get better on defense, they're coming out of the East. They are coming out of the East if they get better on defense. I know there's the Nets, there's the Sixers. But Adebayo can guard anybody, one through five whoever would be for both teams. And I see your face. I know you I know you're shocked, but I I trust their exposure over Steve Nash. I trust Miami shooting if Tyler Hero can get better. Over the Nets shooting. And I trust defense. I trust their defense over the Nets defense. But defense, of course, is the main thing. And if they get better, if they don't, then I still got the Nets coming out the East. But if they do, then I got the Heat going back to the finals,
1: The floor is yours,
0: Emmanuel All
1: right. So I'm going to address almost everything you said. Right? But first thing, let me paint a picture for you. All right? It's the Eastern Conference Finals, Game 7, right? Now, we are in the last quarter. There are three minutes left. No, for this matter, 30 seconds left. Because you said if Tyler Hero gets better at shooting, then... Then the heat will come out, babies. Okay. Wait. No, all right. No, Whoa, wait. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. Now, on the Nets, you have Kyrie Irving, arguably the best clutch clutch guard of all time. Right, the most offensively skilled player of all time. Then you have James Harden right the best iso player arguably of all time then you have KD arguably a top 10 shooter a top 10 scorer of all time now we all saw the shot that Kyrie hit to i would say save lebron in that final series now we all saw that and we were saying that if LeBron had hit that shot then we then people would call him the go right people were saying that but would we be saying if if Tyler hero had hit a shot would we be saying if Jimmy Butler had hit that shot then we wouldn't be saying that but then we're gonna go to shooting ability. Tyler Harrow's shooting 31 percent, same percentage as Russell Westbrook, for that matter. Same percentage as Russell Westbrook, the guy who's criticized for his shooting. Now we go to Kyrie. He won a ring because of his his shooting and his decision making. James Harden, the best shooter in Rockets history, I would say. And then you have Kevin Durant, who can shoot. He can literally walk into the corner and shoot. That's the type of guy Kevin Durant is. So even if Tyler Harrow improves his shooting, I don't think they have a chance. And then I'm going to address where you said Jimmy Butler outworked LeBron James.
0: That game three. Because LeBron because LeBron only had 26, please. Jimmy Butler outworked LeBron for that game. Not the series, because the Lakers still won, and LeBron was in the finals MVP. That game, he outworked LeBron.
1: You got to be more specific, bro, because I was about to drill. All right. Then we have where you said Bam Adebayo can guard one through five. One... Through five. Now I'm going to paint another picture for you. So, best point guard in the league. I'm going off what fans would say. Best point guard in the league. Steph Curry. Best shooting guard in the league. who? Jan- James Harden. I would say James Harden. Uh, Best small forward in the league. LeBron, LeGoat James. Best power forward in the league. Now let's see who would I put at power forward. Who would you put at power forward, Caleb? Who do you think is the best power forward in the league right now? I'll just say that.
0: I think Giannis is the best power forward in the league, but okay, Giannis. Giannis is
1: right now. Now, best center in the league, people would say Jokic or Embiid. I'll just put Embiid because he's become the one of the hardest centers to ever guard. Now. You think Bam Adebayo can guard. Let's start with Steph Curry. You think he can He can stay on Steph Curry when Steph Curry pulls that mm, mm, Curry slide? I'm sorry, Bam's angles are It angle doesn't matter it. about Take Curry. It. We're talking about the Nets. Okay, we're talking about what the Nets. Kyrie- you have the even better ball handler on the Nets with Kyrie. When Kyrie hits you with that and mm-hmm. his ankles are all the way over there wait a minute, no when Kyrie this is a three point line right here right now BAM free throw line right here right BAM let's say BAM is right here right and Kyrie is right here right now when Kyrie does his little thing where he goes back forward, goes back around, goes over here, and then just pulls it back, you think Bam is gonna be able to stay on him? Do you honestly I think, think been- you you honestly think you can a hundred percent say that Bam would stay on him? Cause I'm saying in this scenario, Kyrie pulls it back, bam falls. Over there, Bam falls over there somewhere, and Kyrie just goes around to the rim for an easy layup, for one of those easy jelly layups he puts up. Now, alright, then next up we have James Harden, the beard, right? That's what we have next up. At shooting guard. Now. Three point line again. Right here. And we have. Free throw line. Right here. We all know James Harden likes to play. On the left side. Of the three point line. We've all seen it. He loves to play. Over here, he loves to get inside the midi first. So, most likely, knowing Bam and the defensive mind that he has, he'd probably be he'd probably play James Harden off the right because Bam has also said he followed a lot of Scottie Pippen. And Scottie Pippen has said if he had to guard James Harden, he would play James Harden and try and force him onto the right. So, Bam, knowing the defensive mind that he is, he's gonna try and force. James Harden on to the right. Which usually works for a lot of great defensive players. But. See now. This is the half court line. And this is going to be very useful. Or it's going to be very not useful. This is going to be the half court line. I'll put it right. Back here. I'll put it back here. Right. So now. Now. James Harden always likes to play over here. When he's playing weak defenders, he'll probably just pull it back right here. And he'll do one of those hop back threes, the step back threes. You know what I'm saying? He'll go right here, shoot it, and that's going to be it. He's going to shoot it. He might make it. He might not, depending but Bam is not a weak defender, so he'll Bam will most likely follow James Harden back here as well, right? Would you agree with that, Caleb? Mm-hmm. Bam is probably going to follow James Harden back here. Because now, James Harden has Bam thinking that he's going to go off the right because James Harden... Shoots from the right side of his head if you look at any of the pictures He shoots with his left hand, but he shoots off the right side of his head. So BAM Probably thinking he's probably thinking oh James Harden's gonna shoot the three. It's gonna be off the off of the right side of his head He's gonna shoot it So I'm just gonna go up with my right hand and try and get it down but James Harden he'll probably end up going over to the corner because we also know that he likes to shoot a lot of corner threes. He'll probably go around here, or he'll stay over here in an alternate scenario. He'll probably stay over here, pass it out to Kyrie or somebody, who'd probably end up being over here or over here. And he'll go run around to the corner, Kyrie will probably pass it. He'll probably go back over here. Then pass the ball out over here. And James Harden will shoot the three. And because Bam was thinking, he'll probably jump up. Because we've seen him fall for fakes. He'll probably jump up thinking James Harden was going to shoot it. And end up in the air. James Harden is going to be over there open. That's a three. Then... We have Kevin Durant has the potential to be the greatest net of all time, other than obviously Julius Irving. Am I right? But so I'll put the half court line right here around here somewhere. Free throw. Well, three-point around here, free throw around there, hoop around here. He's one of those skinny, lanky dudes, so it'll probably be easier for Bam to guard him because KD is not that strong. Now, he'll probably start here, pass the ball out to Blake Griffin or something, run around here, dribble in, and dunk it, is what I see happening, going for one of those easy stand dunks, standing dunks that he usually has, now, now, after what I just showed you, do you honestly still think that he can guard one through five, and I haven't even gone up to Blake Griffin, the guy who would just catch the lob and dunk it,
0: do you honestly, I'm not worried about Blake Griffin,
1: Yeah, but do you honestly think that he can guard one through three, just one through three with the guys I just told you, Kyrie, KD, and James Harden? On a consistent basis. On a consistent basis. Do you think he can do it? Honestly, a guy like Kyrie who is shifty, a guy as shifty as Kyrie – a guy as fundamental as James Harden, and a guy with the scoring ability of KD. Now, do you think that Bam? He's not defender often. Now, the only thing They're I do, heard. I the do agree. I do agree that Bam would be able to guard. KD of some sort be KD's because KD is not that strong and BAM is I Can see BAM locking up KD, but that's the only one I can think of Go ahead
0: Did he have defenders out there Duncan Robinson is great at drawing charges um Victor Audito has always been a good defender. Um already every badly, I don't really well. It doesn't matter at this point. Um they have a squad around them and we will see. We will see. If they but if they get better on defense, Brooklyn watch out. Okay. It doesn't uh, come down to um, all. Alright.
1: Next up we have will Lamar Jackson ever win another MVP? You can start us off.
0: I think it's possible that he wins another MVP. Just let's see what he does in the regular season if he's unstoppable. Um but I'm not really focused on MVPs for more Jack.
1: Um
0: I think that for Lamar, you can win so many MVPs, but at the same time, it boils down to a championship. And I will say this. If a Ravens, If they live up to Ed Reed, if they live up to Ray Lewis, if they live up to those guys who are just hitting people non-stop, 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 then yes, they can win the Super Bowl. If they, they use that big and bad defense. Because two thousand. When they won the Super Bowl, they took down the Giants in the Super Bowl, the Ravens in the AFC Championship game. Oh, yeah, in Oakland, I should say, a outstanding Titans team who was considered the best team in the NFL. But Brian Billick said, maybe they are, but not today. And they beat the Broncos in the Wild Card game. But still, they and then twelve years later. They they um win one of their they win their division game. I think it was the Colts that they beat. One of those two, whoever, doesn't matter. Um they played the Raven or they played the Broncos and Peyton Manning threw a costly interception and in overtime. But Joe Flacco obviously had a touchdown and then um, the Patriots, well, they found a way to win in Foxborough. And then obviously the Super Bowl, which is, you know, one of the most intriguing games in the NFL all time. So yeah, that explains it. And I really think it boils down for Super Bowls for Lamar Jackson. Do I see him winning a Super Bowl? Yeah, it's possible. If he can figure out teams, that if the defenses can figure out other guys, offense, which I'm confident that they can. But for right now, I'm not really certain that they can win in a Super Bowl. Because when you have guys like the Chiefs and the Bills, I feel like that's who they got to look out for. And with the Browns on the rise and the Steelers coming back and let's see what's going on in the AFC South with the Colts and the Titans and Bill Belichick, if he can get, or if he can something, if he can do something. And who knows, maybe Trevor Lawrence can make the playoffs in this first year. Actually, I don't really see that happening. But the AFC is loaded and the Ravens better watch out. All right. All right. I know you're a Mar
1: fan, so let's hear now, your pick. I'm only going to address one thing, and it might branch off into one other thing, but that is it. Now, you said he has to watch out for the Chiefs, and that branches into the Lamar and Patrick Mahomes debate. It really does and Caleb has sided with um, Patrick Mahomes on this debate, but I I always side with Lamar. Now, I do believe that Lamar is better than Patrick Mahomes is and ever will be for that matter because, because when you think about it, Patrick Mahomes has the best receiving core of... In the league. Now, if you take Lamar Jackson and put him and replace, reverse the roles to where Lamar Jackson is on the Chiefs with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, and then um, Patrick Mahomes is there with Snead. Who do you have winning more Super Bowls? Who do you have winning more MVPs? It's easily well, Lamar. Lamar it's easily Lamar because you got to think about it this way. That's, it's like the, the Jordan-LeBron debate. Because LeBron was put into a situation where he could not succeed. Virtually, he could not succeed. Con- succeed right because the Cavs drafted him and didn't get him any type of help whereas they Michael Jordan help, but it wasn't it wasn't
0: championship contending help
1: whereas Michael Jordan was drafted to a Bulls team where they got him help to the point where he could win six championships And go undefeated. Right? And so, it all boils down to who had the better what. And I'm sorry, I would have to say Lamar because Lamar was also coming into the league who was under more pressure. I would say Lamar because he came with a whole different style of play, whereas Patrick Mahomes, he did get out of the pocket, but he didn't like to run it that much. He just liked to get out of the pocket to go to throw the ball. And Lamar was under so much pressure to the point where he got that MVP, and then he became under more pressure like LeBron was when he won the first MVP, when he won his first MVP. So I think it really does boil down to the teams, and that's what I think. You know what I'm saying? But next
0: up, so if you think, so if you think it's the team, do you think that Lamar will ever be better than Patrick Mahomes if they don't put weapons around him?
1: Now, if we're talking about the teams. You should have been more specific on will the Ravens ever be better than the Chiefs? But if you're saying it will the Ravens ever be better than the Chiefs, then no, if they don't put weapons around Lamar. But is Lamar better than Patrick Mahomes by far? Lamar is just more athletic, more more skilled than everybody up than most of the quarterbacks in the league. And I just think that it is inevitable that one day he will be the greatest quarterback in the league. Mm. But um, next up, we have, will Ronaldo ever win another player of the year? Caleb, you can start us off on this one.
0: Ronaldo is great. Um, He is pretty good in soccer. But um, I'm pretty sure that he might win another Player of the Year if um, he stays elite and keeps winning. And that boils down to – and it's a fan's result too because the fans vote for Player of the Year and he has to be loved, loved across the soccer world. And I think it's possible that he can win another player of the year.
1: Yeah. And, um, you know, it's it's going to be so hard for other players because of the bar Ronaldo set by winning eight. By winning eight player of the years in La Liga combined to Portu- his Portugal stats. And he's won eight of them which is the most for any player, but it's always undermined because Messi has the six Ballon d'Ors, and Ballon d'Ors are, like, they are more, how would I say it, more appreciated than player of the year, because it's like the offensive player of the year and the MVP debate, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, it's kind of like that, you know. And so he might be undermined. And then, do I think he can win another one? Yes and no, because his competition is just the game has evolved from the last time he won one, right? To the point where you have nineteen-year-old center forwards that are. Becoming the greatest players to ever play you have guys like Mohamed Salah Who who is the best skilled? Forward of all time and then you have guys like Neymar who are the best skilled wing players of all time and then you have guys like um You have guys like Kylian Mbappe who are the arguably becoming the greatest player of all time right before everybody's eyes so at this point it is just based on how what if he plays at the elite level that we all know he can play at and that's basically it you know but without further ado our next topic is deshaun watson and his legal troubles you can start us out kayla all right so for
0: the purposes of the show i can't really explain my opinion whether he's innocent whether he's guilty but i will say this these allegations are disturbing yeah oh so I can't state my opinion on what I think of all these allegations, but I will say that these are disturbing allegations. And obviously, when you are accused of something, whether you're innocent or not, it has a it affects your image, it affects your brand, and you don't like it. So, um, this is the Texans. They obviously stated. They are committed to Deshaun Watson. They're not trading, and now teams aren't going to trade for him because of these allegations. And the Texans, they probably they're like, "Well, if he's going to be accused, then we can keep him because we know nobody's going to trade for him." So, and he'll be staying with us. So, yeah, um. We will see what the NFL is going to do, how they're going to monitor this, how they're going to investigate, and Emmanuel will hand it over to you.
1: Yeah, so as Caleb said, I we can't really say our opinions on what we think is happening, but all we can say is that it is, as Caleb said, going to stop teams from trading for... Deshaun Watson, and that it will kind of cause like a block in his career because now, if he goes back to play for the Texans, coaches are going to be trying to talk to him and practice, players, just everybody, even people from the front office. So, it is going to be a difficult, hard time for him. And so, yeah. So, our next topic is Dwayne Wade. Becoming a partial owner and governor of the Utah Jazz. Now, a lot of people were saying, um, Dwayne Wade is not loyal to the Heat. Dwayne Wade this, Dwayne Wade that. And I'm just going to say why I think he went with the Jazz rather than any other team. I think he went with the Jazz because... Donovan Mitchell if you look at Dwayne Wade's tape from when he was young when he was a young player and then you look at Donovan Mitchell's tape from now you'll see how the game just how their games just resemble each other Dwayne Donovan Mitchell is just shifty he's very shifty like Dwayne Wade was he's even challenging the best the best um, shooting guard right now, which is, I would say, James Harden, and which is exactly what Dwayne Wade did challenging Kobe Bryant. You know what I'm saying? So when you look at the comparisons, I can see why he went with the Jazz over any other team. And, yeah, so Caleb, the floor is yours. I'm proud of
0: um, I'm proud of Dwayne Wade. I'm extremely happy for him. I hope he does a good job. I'm confident that he will. And uh, there was one question that I saw from ESPN, and they were wondering if the they're wondering if the Heat should be disappointed with this, and. Yeah, I don't think they care right now. I think the only thing they care about is basketball, and winning a championship, and I'm just happy for the way. Wade. Obviously, one of my favorite players of all time, and it's gonna be big. So yeah,
1: we will yeah. Um. Last but not least, we have the <laughs> NBA Play-in Tournament. Now, the play-in tournaments are about to start. A lot of players have been talking about them. Even De kid Gowie might be an announcer and commentator for some games in the play-in tournament. And he is also covering them on, NBA, on NBA's app, right? And so, with the play-in tournaments, you have guys like Luka Doncic who don't even want to be in the play-in tournament because they think it's useless and then you have other gods. Guys, guys who like who do we have guys like jimmy butler who think the playoff who, who think the playing tournament is a great way for players to show how clutch they are and to show their morale and how strong they are but now the conversation has come up: are the play on, are the play in turn, is the playing tournament useless? and should it be gone? Now I would disagree with it because then you have a majority of the players who do like to play in the playing tournaments just because partially they know they're gonna win and then other times they just think it's a fun thing to do and it's a nice challenge. But, um, I said what I have to say. Caleb, go ahead. The
0: playing tournament is obviously fun. And, um, it's obviously amazing. Because we have one playing game last year and it literally went down to the wire. Right now. And, um, where is it so here's the east the hornets are the eighth seed the heat are the seventh seed the pacers are the ninth seed and the raptors are the tenth seed so those four teams i just need would be in the playing tournament if if it started today The Heat would play the raptors hornets would play the pacers and the winner of those two make the playoffs so it's gonna be very interesting. Now obviously like I said, the Lakers, they want to stay away or stay away from the fifth seed or seventh seed. And like I said, they wouldn't I, I wouldn't mind if they're the five or the fourth seed. They can win the title with that due to injuries. But as for the West, Dallas seventh seed, Memphis eighth seed. Warriors, 9th seed. Spurs, 10th seed. And the Pelicans, they are the 11th seed. And to be honest, I would like to see the Pelicans make make it over the Spurs. And, um, yeah. Now, I will say this because a lot can change. The Knicks, the New York Knicks, is the team that I have my eye on. A few weeks ago was Boston. Now they're starting to play better basketball. And now I got my eyes on the Knicks. If the New York Knicks get to the playing tournament, lose, lose, don't make the playoffs, that is going to hurt them the most. That They had an opportunity making the playoffs, and they lose like that. That is not going to look good for them. They will be motivated, though, I know that, to return the next year. But this, I, well, I'm not going to say I hope, but you don't want to make New York look bad. Especially when you have what's going on in Brooklyn. So, yeah, that's all I have to say. Thank you for listening. To now, answer.
1: we do have breaking news, hey. though. We do have breaking news. Now, Barcelona did just win the Copa del Rey tournament. Which means they just won $13 million for their organization, obviously. And Messi just won the Copa del Rey and Finals MVP. Which does mean, which does bring up the fact, is Messi washed up or is he still the greatest player as of right now? Is he still the greatest player for the past 17 years? Has he been that? And is he still that? Um. Now, a lot of people, even myself, I would say, I did say Messi's washed up and that he should just go to Miami FC, enter Miami FC, and try to win. And now I might take back that statement because Barcelona has gotten Messi a lot of young players for him to play with such as Samuel Umtiti, and um, who else? He has his Godine, he has Pique, who's not young, but he is a player there that on any day can perform at an MVP level. So it brings up the question, and I will ask Caleb this, do you think Messi is washed up? No, I don't. I actually think that
0: he might be the greatest soccer player of all time. It depends. I don't really know soccer, but I do not think he's washed up.
1: Congratulations to him, and he's just amazing in soccer. Okay. Thank you, folks, for listening to Confidentially Sports, and that's all for today. And we'll see you next week.